you are listening to episode 33 of the 11th Hour, a Rancid podcast. I am Sam Melancon of Debacle Records. I am Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis. Each week, one of us picks a song from Rancid's catalog or surrounding bands or really whatever we think makes sense. And uh, we listen to that song and then we uh, kind of work through all our complicated feelings. Uh, although I don't think we're going to have too many complicated feelings this week. Um, this week was my pick, and I picked Where I'm Going off of Troublemaker. Destruction is the state of mind. I'm getting it coming time. When my whole world is going to explode, my machine gun is going to So, Troublemaker, we've kind of broken the seal on the most recent uh, Rancid album uh, from 2017. Uh, it uh, It's sort of this, as we've talked about a little bit, being kind of a return to form, but in a lot of ways, I think it's just a freeing album. It's an album where they... Yeah. Tr- I think they kind of try... Again, I'm really big on this. This might be completely made up, but like I feel like they try on other styles a little bit on this album. Yeah, I think... Yeah, to me... It's kind of, I totally agree with that. And I think it comes from this place of like, all right, like we don't give a fuck. We just, we're going to do what we feels like fun or, you know, like, yeah, yeah. it doesn't feel like the, the last, the two albums or even three albums before like post 2000 pre troublemaker all felt so like overwrought and too, like they were thinking about it too hard and they were saying we don't care and we're just going to do whatever we want but it didn't feel yeah, like that either right whereas this seems like they're like oh maybe we should actually just not care and do what we want like yeah, not exactly. just say it like actually do it and um yeah and i don't think you can talk about this album without the fact that like a lot of the songs that feel a little more tim kind of on an island are because this was going to be a Tim EP that they wrote some new songs for and then re-recorded all the Tim EP songs as Rancid on Brett Gerwitz's uh, urging, which again is funny to me of like, uh, guys, I really want that Rancid <laughs> for my label. Yeah. You know, like right. what it feels like. Uh, do, we, do, we know, really valid. do we know which songs those are? I mean, I mean, I think yeah, we... you can look really cleanly on the wiki okay. and it's really obvious. Okay. Like, and this is one that is the rancid as a, I'm, I'm almost certain this feels like one that was written in the studio, kind of the way, um, dicey, dicey roll. I don't know, whatever that album was called. Um, <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, you know, we, we watched that documentary and, and they were sort of refining a bunch of those songs live. And this feels like one of those where they're like, oh, we should watch, you know, write another poppy ska thing. Yeah. And a lot of ways this song feels like kind of the, I really identified as like, a sequel song or like a refinement of the ideas on up to no good of like oh we can just have a fun ska song like like mm-hmm. you know in the past a lot of the ska songs have been these like really meaningful i don't know like kind of heavier rock steady songs and everything and uh i the i think the big thing i would take away from this song is this is the most i can think of rancid sounding just traditional ska punk yeah. Ska song. I was gonna say, and and you would know 
maybe better than me because I think you've listened to this more. But this does it kind of have an interrupters vibe? Yeah, a hundred percent. And obviously, and Kevin, Kevin Bavona. Bavona right. I should say that Kevin Bavona is on this, and he's playing the uh, the organ. And you know what's funny? If I told you maybe two weeks ago uh, where I'm going doesn't have horns, would you be like, wait, does it? Yeah, like, doesn't it feel it like a song like it, that has horns it on it? Oh my god! Like, but like, even having listened to it like twenty times in the past three days, and now you said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's no horns. And again, I think that goes to the fact that this is them embracing ska punk, like poppy ska punk, in a way they didn't really do. They get associated with all that stuff, but like they didn't really do a ton of that. No, like the, um, the, the quote unquote like ska punk songs on Outcome the Wolves are not this. No, and this is so much more up and mm-hmm. fun and. Um, and what's funny is because, like, it's kind of inseparable. I think late period, like, the 2010s, Tim touching Ska is inseparable from the Interrupters because the Interrupters were basically, like, ghostwritten by right. Tim or he was a fourth member of the band and produced it. So, like, I don't think, you know, you can get as, you know, creepy, creeped out pupper master as you want. There's just a huge influence. Like, sure. they're, they're around each other constantly. They're writing songs together. So, like, this does feel like it's that creeping in. But I also kind of wonder if this was... Like, Lars had that main hook, and they were like, oh, we could write a little ska song around that. It's been a while since we did, like, a nice, bouncy ska song. Like, it, like I'd be very curious. This is one of the songs I'd be very, very curious to see what the genesis was, because you have these sort of disparate things coming together of, like, it mm-hmm. feels like a... Like, oh, it feels like it was written in studio because it's one of the few that are, like, credited to all five mm-hmm. people, which makes you think that, like... um I do wonder if, if sometimes uh, Brandon goes like, you know, I can do this rhythm, you know, and they're like, oh, right, oh, a, like SoCal pop ska, you can't right, do that, well, okay, Brett probably wouldn't have let us do that, so like, like, let's write a song, you know what I mean, like, well, and it's yeah, and it, it's a, it's a different rhythm than like past Rancid ska, which for sure I've from friends I know who've seen Rancid live post brett have said like brandon seems to struggle with those the way brett was right and so like reggae songs yeah Yeah. so i think that's pretty interesting and you know it i'd be really curious too about how this song came together too because um like lars is very much way more out front on this like tim's got his verse which i weirdly love because it feels like yeah just tim like sitting in a corner kind of like it's so like (laughs) like like this weird Weird that words I would never thought I would like associate with Tim Armstrong, but it's like it's kind of cute, <laughs> like because it's kind of like like the way he's just is like that. Have you ever seen the devil? Well, I have, and now he's in trouble. Is there's something I don't know? It's weirdly adorable and endearing to me about the whole. Very thing. much so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But but I mean, I, again, I think those are things that we we don't see with Rancid because there's always been this. I don't know, if calculated is the right word, but you know, like just this concerned about cool. their yeah and I their mean, image yeah. and everything and it, and it really feels like throughout this record that is been let go and to at least yeah. to, maybe not completely whatever but like not completely i mean they're they're very much hemmed into like 90s sure contemporaries of them and and but like there has been some truth to like rancid does not sound like their buddy band very often and then this record sounds like i can pick the band as we go through right you know, like i could be like that sounds like Bad Souls. That sounds like Dropkick Murphys. That sounds like Bad Religion. Right. That sounds like like 
in this kind of fun way. Like, it kind of felt like this travel yeah. log of them just kind of trying on different outfits, you know what I mean? Right, um, and, and and even though you can, and those um, sort of touch points and references are very clear, it all still has, like, this rancid sheen to it, right? So it, Yeah, it, very much. It doesn't just sound like, it doesn't sound like rancid covering bad religion. It sounds like rancid's interpretation of bad which to, I don't, yeah which is like two different get, things in my mind but yeah or like like the bad religion like guesting on a rancid yeah, song yeah, or something yeah. right you know like like if if the one of the couple of the guitarists came in it, that's what it feels like it feels like they're picking stylistic things and trying them on and i wonder if that registers at all for them like if they're just like right. no we're writing but like it feels very much like these little turns that they wouldn't have taken during like the the rest of the 2000s where they were just like we're rockabilly punk you know street yeah. punk and that's all we are you know what i mean and um save for yeah it, wait, but yeah <laughs> yeah um but you know yeah post all that sure. stuff right. Like, oh, right, it's yeah. just been this like weird yep. drilling down on rockabilly punk rock right like that's what they've been doing right like with a little bit of uh, reggae and hip hop, almost a little bit in there too. Um, it also just is really exuberant. Like, there's a lot of energy in this song. When we've talked about like their more pop songs from the last, you know, 10, 20 years have been really like without any emphasis. And like, I feel like this is Lars back on Life Won't Wait level pushing his vocals. Totally agree. Like, and you know tim i just love this feeling of like lars is sitting here belting out this fun little like meaningless right. and tim, i like, take no prisoners when i'm on in. point and then tim yeah like like the oh that's not a hobo that's tim you know <laughs> i shouldn't use say hobo but you know what i mean uh but like you know you're like that's tim and then he's gonna tell you this sweet little like nursery rhyme about how he's he's you know self-sufficient and he's fine and i won't do what i'm told and it's so childlike and and Goofy. Well, have you ever seen the devil? Well, I haven't. Now he's in trouble. Our liberty and freedom, I bet. Our words, I will never regret. So I ain't ever gonna follow. Or beg or steal our power. Sit steady, it's a hand I hold. I won't do what I am told. You see, you don't understand where I am. And then they go, and it's really rhythmically fun, and then they go back into this really fun kind of, like, almost like, you just think about jumping up and down and clapping a lot of the mm -hmm. song, you know what I mean? And I don't mean like, ah, I mean like, you know, like, kind of like on the beat. I mean, it's got and, hand and claps, clap. so, you know. It does, I guess it does, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, I don't know why, I'm not, like, interpreting that, that's just in it. Um, yeah, exactly, like, it, yeah, there's very few hand clap songs in, uh, in, in their catalog, right. and, like, I do think that like this appeals to me so much because it's like, oh, it's fun to see them just do a ska punk song. And like, so for me, we've kind of talked about like my history of ska and like all, you know, being like a 13 year old boy. And like, I think it's like completely true that like a, this like unfairness of like the 90s ska punk, pop punk thing, taking a, a whole like kind of family tree of music and making you just think of that instead of like the amazing, you know, um, the history of all this mm -hmm. stuff. And, and it's a black music that definitely got deeply co-opted and all these things. Um, 
it is there's all those things are true right and the whole the quote i always think about with scott sounds like when the waitress is bringing you your mozzarella sticks <laughs> uh with, with 13 what goes on in the mind of a 13 year old boy when the waitress brings out the mozzarella sticks i'm like yes exactly that's what it is and i was that 13 year old boy and i had that that's what it felt like you know that sort of that purity of young energy um but dumb you know very very dumb and like I, I, you know, I think about it a lot. Like, I do have a pretty deep history with, like, those dumber, you know, less than Jake's. And uh, the band that I, I really think about is um, that I I probably was more into for a, a lot of my teenage years and then got deeper into Rancid was Suicide Machines was one of my favorite bands of all time. Oh. And uh, they do this more interesting mix of, like, hardcore and, and like, kind of metalcore almost, <laughs> which is really sounds like the worst but it's really a couple of listenable <laughs> albums came out of it um uh you know they're very fast and they're, but they're exactly that thing that that you're thinking of when you think of that like kind of fast 90s ska and um and and i think it was always weird to me that rancid got lumped in with that stuff even though i loved i was like you know in middle school really loving right, lesson sure. jake and real big fish and um there was it was weird i had like you know, I won't touch that, but I will touch this, you know, and it was like, there was an earnestness I needed. Like, I didn't like the the gag. Like, I didn't ever get into Aquabats or, like, Voodoo Ghost Skulls or any of that mm-hmm. stuff. But, like, I liked the stuff that was, like, kind of teenage angst mixed with ska, you know, like, because right. it was exactly the target market, right? Like, exactly. And uh, Suicide Machines, the political stuff, too, of course, you know, like, and... um Rancid, you know, gets kind of unfairly lumped in with that stuff. And it's it's really and, obvious that it's unfairly lumped into this stuff because this is the song where it's like, this is the song that gets deserved to get lumped into with that stuff. Not not all that other stuff. Right, and it came out 20 years after the fact. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 30 years <laughs> right, after the well, fact. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. You know. Well, like 20 years, you're right. Um, yeah. And so, like, I, you know, we, we've been spending a lot of time on this pod, like, saying, like what you like don't why why are people so beholden like the reason rancid is in so much mixed state for us but top of you know very poor to shitty decisions in their personal lives is because it seems like they get in their own way mm-hmm. and they don't just like what they like and mm. you know i would like it be to be interesting if they're making some weird electronica album or uh acoustic guitar <laughs> you know like right. i want them to go f- way further for some reason because i have that right need for them to follow my my paths which is weird and unfair but like even just this is a little bit of like like you were saying you said it well like there's a relaxing of those rules and and i could learn for that i think and yeah it's just i think that's no i think that's a really good point and it's honestly it's something i think about with my own tastes and music and stuff of and I, and I think I don't know you and I have maybe talked about this I don't I have I've talked about this with people before but in especially like where my main music interests lie and where my you know my websites about the music I do like a quote unquote experimental stuff which you know people will say no it's not a, you know there's a whole yeah I, there was a whole drone discourse on Twitter this week I'm just like Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ people who give it's just a, a shorthand fuck. so people can know what yeah you're talking about. but anyway it's a but poor shorthand but that's like how it goes but so you know and, and I, I there's this um sort of overtly stated at times but always in the background I feel like idea or feeling that you've always got to be like 
pushing and innovating and doing like you know it's if you I, I think about you know somebody who you release an album that's like this and then well your next one you've got to do something different and you've got to like do and and obviously there's part of that is because if you're really into experimenting and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's gonna happen but like there's to me and maybe this was just me internalizing a bunch of shit that nobody else thinks about but it's like i felt this pressure before like pre disappearing for five years to keep doing something different and keep and and like it took it took the enjoyment out of trying different things like it, it was and so the like this idea of just like let go of it and just yeah. do what you and and if it is diff, like and honestly i i the less you are trying to do something that's like different and you know holy shit where did this come from the more likely you're gonna do that because yeah especially with if you're already like somebody who's into the novelty of new you will just get hooked by things. You'll be like, oh, that's interesting. You yeah. Know, like- well, and the other thing, too, in, in this, you know, talking about, like, wishing Rancid would do, like, yeah, make, like, a electronic harsh noise out. I don't know. I don't want Rancid to make a Yeah, harsh- yeah. Make a real good power well, yeah. record. But, like, yeah, I, that's not what they want to do. Like, why? And, and yeah, and, yeah. And so, when you know, thinking about when I'm writing reviews or, you know, interviewing artists or something, and... It's like if all this, I'll hear something from somebody and think like, oh man, I, it'd be cool if they did this or went this way with it. But who the fuck am I to say? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, did, is this the record you wanted to make? Like, cool. Like, and, and, and then, and I feel like I see a lot of um, music writing and discourse around this where it's like, there's so much of what the person writing about it wishes it was like judged through that lens. And I kind of get that, but I also think that's really unfair and really sucks because I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. Like you just kind of admit it's a contradiction. Yeah. You can have those feelings. You can write about those feelings. And that also can be kind of dumb. You know, like I'm okay with all those things being true at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think that, yes, I I'm okay with that. It's long. Like, I just think it needs to be, um, like own it tempered or called out yeah exactly like, like and because and, because yeah. there, there are i mean there are plenty of records that like i can you know the people love and for all and, and it doesn't do anything for and it's like that's and, and i can tell you why it doesn't do anything for me and why like or like why this artist doesn't and like every, that's all legit but i think you just gotta yeah like own it and like yeah. Um, and so to bring this back to Rancid, I feel like this is the first record where they kind of do that. I mean, like post peak Rancid, like, yeah, all post 2000, basically. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, is, I, I also wonder if they have any, if they're just like, listen, if they listen to this, would they just be like, what the hell are you? Oh, I, I'm we're just doing the same <laughs> thing we were doing the whole time. Right. You're crazy. Or are they like post therapy and like kind of settling into their career and they actually are feeling that way. Like, like, Oh yeah. We right. Just wrote some fun songs, you know? And there was like, I wonder if it was also the forcing function of like, 
Tim was trying to not make a rancid record. So, like, was he just by default making things like Telegraph Avenue and these things that he might not have let himself get away with if he was just bringing it to Lars and Matt? You know, like, yeah. Like, did that create a world where there was a permissiveness that, like, if you start from that mindset, you get to a different place? I think the next Um, rancid record is going to tell us a lot. Yeah, to see where it goes. Uh, <laughs> if there is yeah, one, yeah, assuming yeah. there is one, which I I it seems they keep talking like there is, and I I just think it would be a lot of fun if there was a fully new Rancid album in our. I feel like there's going to be one next year. That's my guess. Yeah, I think we'll probably get like a February announcement for a summer thing, right? Don't you feel like something like that, or like yeah, late spring, early summer, yeah. Because it's like when they do it usually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. And, and they're touring Europe like crazy next right. year. Right. Well, so. that's why. I mean, yeah. There's like all these tours being. I think I even saw that. Maybe saw that they were going to Australia. Um, oh. So, yeah. I think they're returning to a bunch of places they haven't been for a very long time. Yeah. So. Which makes me. Which it may not be. It may just be, you know, they're going out of the road to. Because that's what they do. Yeah. But. Yeah, um, exactly. But I feel like there's. There, it just feels. There's got to be something. Well, and I think somebody yeah. said that. Brandon had said like last year on Instagram or something that they had finished a record or were recording a record. So, um, yeah, no, they've been talking about recording for a little while. So, but I think that you know, bands like this are kind of not, they're always recording yeah, a little bit. And they're, and at this stage in their career, they're never in a hurry. So, yeah, why would you be in a right. hurry? You know, besides Brett being like, I would like some money, please. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, or maybe they don't sell anymore. I don't know. I think they do still enough that it's worth it to a label like I that. I think that but, um, based on seeing some of the like rancid Facebook groups and forums and stuff, there's still a huge number of people out there who are really into everything they do. So, yeah. So and that actually brings up another thing with, um, I mean, not to say like get off the Scott thing. Like, I don't have a lot other than like, I have enjoyed a little bit of listening to the, not, not that new one, but that, Sadly, the, the those interrupter albums that are like written by Tim, you know, I have with 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 my son. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like my favorite. It's not, you know, yeah. I'm I'm also listening to Patrick Shiro Ishii and getting my mind blown. You know, sure. like 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 I, I contain a lot of different feelings, and one oh, of them yeah. is interrupters. The two middle albums are actually kind of fun, and they're really fun with Calvin. And like, there's this sort of we talk a big talk about being okay with yourself a little bit and i think sometimes there's just a reminder of like you still got a lot of long way to go because like why yeah. can't you just enjoy these things again you know what i mean and uh this is a great example of them maybe trying to uh enjoy some stuff they wouldn't have done in the past um i, I was gonna say on troublemaker uh we, we talked about it once, and I really am curious if anybody who's, you know, if there is anybody following this <laughs> through this whole thing, uh, journey with us is like, did you go back to Troublemaker and did it show anything more to you? Had you ever gotten to Troublemaker? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm curious of, like, the real Rancid fans, like, what is the actual feeling right now on Troublemaker? Do we just sound like we have... Are we out of our... out of our heads? Yeah, exactly. Like, So I, I, I want to ask you, though, I'm curious. So, you know, we we've... I think we, we've talked about this a lot more and been through it with Indestructible, where the, uh, like earlier in the summer when we first revisited, um, I mean, you were the one who like texted me, you're like, it's actually kind of not bad. And then I think our feeling that was like, we kind of went, 
you know, it kind of had like, oh yeah, it's kind and, of spiked up and then, and then it's, it's just been draining. It's falling yeah, off the yeah, fucking yeah. cliff. And whereas, yeah. and then we kind of were wondering how this would happen with Troublemaker, and then we did the Telegraph Avenue episode, and I think we were both like thinking, you know, it would have a similar trajectory, but then we were both like, no, I still actually really like it. I think it's so. I'm curious if, in you know, I mean, it's only been a month or two, whatever. I don't know, but I don't, I don't know how much you listen to, uh, you know, preparing for this episode, how much you listen to any more other parts of the record. But I'm just kind of curious where you're at still at this point with troublemaker compared to you know it, it might be groupthink, like you and i just being kind of a nice <laughs> echo chamber of like being excited that there's a good letter stage rancid yeah. record but like i have it as like number f- jesus really it's it's equal to oh man i i'm like embarrassed to say it. i think it might be equal tier as let's go to me right now oh wow so Okay, so we we've established like there's the three albums. There's the there, three, and then everything's kind of murky from there. And I kind of put "Let's Go," the first record, maybe because I'm getting more warmed up to that record. Yeah, and then there's "Indestructible," quite a bit lower, and then all the junk, right? And so, where do you put "Troublemaker"? Like, yeah. and I think it's more like tiers for me than like ranking. Same, yeah. Ranking. I mean, there's the top. T- it's like the reason I love "Outcome the Wolves" in 2000 are completely different, right? Right, right, but, right, right. Yeah, no, I think I'm in this. I think I still, and, and again, I've had a bit of a journey with this one. Like, there's the there's the top three tier, mm-hmm. and then like, and then there's the sort of first out. Like let's go is kind of in between there a little bit for yeah, me. Yeah, it's like higher in that like range. I feel like, but but Troublemaker is like in that like yeah. I don't. I mean, there's you can put those three records also in a tier. I feel like yeah, and I think it's those three. And then honestly, at this point, and I kind of lump indestructible with the two with dominoes and honor i'm so i'm so mad about yeah i am very mad about it like i think my emotional thing it puts it right in the garbage with those other two but like (laughs) i think musically energy wise there's still something to be said for like the the remnants of life on weight and and 2000 that breathe through indestructible um I do have a really hard time that I can't find a song whose lyrics I like really enjoy on that record. Yeah, I can't. Um, I, it, I think that's. I also one of think the... it's sequenced to hell. Like I'm like I'm realizing it, it, I really hate the flow of that record. Yeah, I. Um, that but, record just is because I keep makes going back to that record to find this. Yeah, I know. I I keep going back to that record because I'm like. I really enjoyed it there for a minute. Yeah. And also, I want to talk about it because it's kind of the crux point record, you know? It and really, like, yeah. there's a lot of stuff we could talk about on it. It's hard to pick a song to pick to listen to because it's like, or for this, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like, God, it's just going to make me mad, you know, or or disappointed or something, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but Troublemaker has none of that baggage, and maybe it should still, right. you know, but to me, it, it feels so like after the fact you know what i mean it just feels so like after the bomb went off and everybody's like (laughs) you know like all right whatever never mind (laughs) you know like it's just like all right let's get over ourselves and just like write some really fun like pop punk tunes you know what i mean and i love hearing them try to make sound like dropkick movies and trying to sound like bouncing souls and you know there's like acdc rolling stones song on here and it's like I I really enjoy the calmness of that. Like like mm. that, that like Lars is openly talking about that he just loves Kiss so much. Like you feel 
like there is this, the, you know, like it's easy to create the narrative, but man, does it feel like this is post therapy rancid? You know it does. I mean? Like, I mean, that's I yeah. And again, I, that's I, projection completely. But whatever, the, it, it absolutely feels like that. It feels like this, you know. And and I say this as somebody who has been through therapy that helped me feel more comfortable in my own skin, and like <laughs> it and it. And, and again, this that probably makes it even more projecting. But it, you know, it's like the music I make now, I feel so much better about because it's like I've let go a lot of that stuff I was talking about earlier, and I a lot of that help, like therapy, helped that. So yeah. when I hear that, like that's what it feels like, whether it is or not, I whatever. But that's like that's what it feels like, and I think that's part of why I enjoy this album as much as I do because I'm the same. Like I keep waiting for it to fall off for me like indestructible did but it really doesn't and i think a big part of it is like you said i think it doesn't have like for me it doesn't have the baggage that indestructible does it's also just so low stakes right like i didn't expect a lot about it coming in it didn't disappoint me the way those other two three do and so like it's it's like low ceiling yeah high floor if that makes sense like i don't i don't think there's going to be anything amazing for it it will never reach the heights of anything else because i don't think it even is capable it's not even trying to be this perfect perfect that's a weird way to say perfect uh this perfect album uh you know this perfection of those those other three i think they were chasing that feeling for so long and this one is like no i'm not gonna write ruby soho again i'm not gonna write you know let me go again but i will write a bunch of fun pop punk songs and uh kind of be an old codger you know punk kid but i'm not gonna prove to you i'm hard anymore i'm just gonna be like here's some stories you know the fact that they dropped that tone too of like we're still here yeah there's like less of a there's like less of a chip on their shoulder it's a lot less machismo on this album you know there's just like uh i i think it will never grow past where it is but it's never gonna fall for me yeah unless i find something out something that's like more of an emotional reaction to it but like song wise it's really great and i i do think like you know get back to the song i I feel like we've kind of given short shrift to such a good song but like it's just a really good. It's a really you know, good fucking song. Really good little organ yeah. driven. You know, I know. Kevin does a good he job does. on I like the organ. His little solo in there and yeah, like, yeah, like it's 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 really solid. But like speaking of the um, Lars, you know, post therapy, that really really good. The retaliation is my crime. Communication mm-hmm. a waste of time. Inebriation suits me fine. Incarcerates my own mind. Which all this, but like when he's singing, it's really good. When it's all just cost and concern. Knowing me, you know I'm never going to learn. Get in line because it's your turn. Play with fire, burn. That is very close to what he would have written back in the day. Mm-hmm. But this has a little bit of like, and I'm dumb because of all this stuff. Like, it has this like is some self-awareness. Like, yes, exactly. He's saying, I'm getting drunk because I don't want to deal with communication. with Like, this feels almost like a like relationship song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what he would say to a long-term relationship like absolutely look, i'm gonna go get drunk and walk away and uh knowing me i'm gonna fuck this up and you know you know that there's a there's a kind of an awareness of like that sort of like i'm just a dumb idiot <laughs> song but like kind of like using language that i don't think you get to if you haven't had a little bit of self-awareness <laughs> right. you know what i mean yeah i i totally agree i mean i think that's um it's uh, not to keep comparing it to indestructible, but that's like the diff. That's one of the huge differences oh, yeah. because it's the completely like no self awareness. Like, you know, just, if you lose yeah, me, yeah. you lose a good thing. Fuck off. Yeah. You know, or my, yeah. Go home. Yeah. yeah. And then this is like, uh, yeah, I'm an idiot. Um, 
and I'm going to do dumb stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like he's saying all this tough stuff, but kind of saying it in the, that sort of with regret. It has a regret yeah. in a sort of like I'm a knucklehead, but like it's like one of his, his I'm a knucklehead songs, but he's like saying there's just a little bit of like I wish I wasn't, you know? What yeah. I mean? And that's all I want. That's ever. That's right. all I ever wanted, right? Like, like just a little bit of like self awareness. Um, a little bit of self awareness goes a whole long, long way. God, it's like my whole everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I. I, think I that's a really good, really good shout. Um, yeah, it's a and again, you're gonna put this on and be like, "What the fuck are you guys talking about?" This is just like a goofy, okay. yes, like '90s pop punk or pop ska song, but like. It's good, man. It's, like this is good. I yeah. don't need seventy five of these songs, but this is good. Like if and I, this is up there. If I'm making a fifty song rancid playlist, this song is gonna make the cut. I think so. Yeah. Like it's that. I think it's that good. It's that good. And it, do you know what? Oh, the only other point. I think we've kind of gotten there, but like the only other point is this. I've been trying to figure out what this like. I have a very like emotional just gut reaction when i hear the song start and it's not something i associate with rancid i'm like well what band is this making me think and i still haven't figured out what band but what it really sounds like it was ripped out of was the first two especially the first given the boot Hmm. album the comps like the ska on those is what this feels like to me which might be that interrupters element coming through too Mm -hmm. and like there's some like very warming you know kind of Ah, uh, yeah, this feeling, yeah, uh, that like that I associate with this song. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I, yeah, it's like it feels a, like it's, it's like, like some a, other Hellcat band. You know what I mean? Like it's like like not to. <laughs> this is bad, but I'm gonna say, and I'm not trying to say it for the um, pun. But it's there's like a familiarity. It's like this. Oh my god, I'm gonna fuck. I'm, I want to hear it. You gotta say it. Now. Well, it's like. This like old friend of the. You know, uh, <laughs> like, it is. It is like an old friend. That's good. I like it. Come to see me uh, again. No, anyway. Um. No. <laughs> no. It is. It is a very like nostalgic, fun, but but kind of incongruous with Rancid a little bit. It's a little like whoa. It's weird to hear Rancid doing this, right? Which again, if you were like a casual Rancid fan, you'd be like, "What are you talking about? This is just Rancid." But. I think being as as nitpicky as we've been with I mean, Rancid, it's like, oh, you can really feel 33 like, episodes yeah. into a podcast where all we talk about is, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I guess it's okay. <laughs> I little, yeah, I would hope so. Okay. Uh, otherwise, okay. who knows. <laughs> well, cool. It's, uh, yeah, I'm glad we hit that one. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's it's so funny. Like, the every time we do an indestructible episode, I'm it kind of puts me in a bad mood. And every time we talk about Troublemaker, I, I end up in a good mood. So. I don't know why. I, I think I associate those two albums so closely because they're like the bookends at this point. And, um, yeah, exactly. Of like them coming back up for air. Yeah, yeah, so, anyway. for sure. All right. Well, what are we doing? Okay. So, um, <laughs> this is semi your fault. But, uh oh. So, when the next, when episode 34 airs, it will be the 10 year anniversary of this song. Oh. And it just happens to be like the timing couldn't be better for that, right? And it's so it's you know December twenty second. So of course we are talking about Tim oh, Timebomb no. doing your mean one, <laughs> Mr. Grinch. Perfect. I'm, I I love your like 
sitcom writer level projecting into the future and knowing the air date that well i had to i had to check it to make sure it wasn't going to be after because i was like if it's after christmas it doesn't work no that'd be awful but before three days before christmas and again i I was looking on youtube and it was it was december 22nd 2012 is when it was posted oh that's so perfect Good job. All right. Yeah. yeah, I did plant that seed. I you did because I think you thought I was going to pick it when I picked sound system. You're like, uh, when I was talking about the yeah. holidays. So, and then I was yep. like, oh shit, I we got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe we'll figure out some sort of other. We'll do some. No, this is Christmas perfect. gifts yeah, or something. Is yeah, exactly. We'll give uh, everybody in Rancid our gift to them or something. Um, <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that 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 framing. Yeah. What we would want to give. Yes. Them. So, I like that. So yeah, that'll be next time. Uh, every, so you got to make sure you go. And if you haven't heard him, Time Bomb, doing the Grinch song, like, do yourself a favor, and like wait. Well, this this will episode this will air after Thanksgiving. Yeah, so. that will be right yeah, in the middle so of go December. So go it. for it's, it. Yeah, oh yeah, man, yeah. it's um it's a treat. But <laughs> I still remember like I don't know, it was like 2013 or 14 when I kind of discovered because i had been not paying attention to rancid or like tim for a long time and then somehow came across the tim time bomb youtube channel and just going through all the shit they'd covered and was just like oh my god what the fuck and then when i came across this i was just like how is this real <laughs> and i love it so um Talk about not giving. Yeah, nothing we can about talk about Tim yeah. in the wood wilderness, sort of like we. I don't yeah. even know what's up with that. Like, I, I, I might need to do some like, yeah, you know, searching and and looking things up to figure out what was going on with that Tim Time Bomb era. Like, why, why, why all that happened? Yeah. But, um, all right. Uh, cool. Awesome. I I love it. Perfect. Right. Uh, that's you know I don't if we're still doing this a year from now. I, hopefully they'll do another Christmas song or something. But uh, <laughs> Hanukkah song that'd be cool. why they would do a Hanukkah song um anyway um okay lost oh yeah so everybody (laughs) uh you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at least as long as they exist uh at rancid pod you will not find us on Mastodon because can't fucking deal (laughs) with that um and yeah uh that's about it so we will see you in the holly jolly fucking pit. I was ready to do it with you, but then... Then I said holly I jolly. Getting, I was getting all red up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>